0: You are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, where we say life is all about chances, and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I'm your host, Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 31, Trigger Happy USA. So we are one week removed from yet another mass shooting here in the United States, This one just happened in Las Vegas last week. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not even sure what the final death toll was. The last time I heard it was somewhere in the like 50s. And I know a couple hundred people were actually wounded. Um, There have been some conspiracy theories that it wasn't even a real event. But... My thing is, even if it wasn't, uh, we heard about it and that did something. And so in addition to talking about just trigger happy, because I'm not going to preach on here about gun reform and the NRA or any of those things, but there's pun intended because this is what I want to talk about today. Not necessarily just the literal triggers of guns, but the emotional triggers of hearing about these incidents over and over again. And that's what I really want to talk about, because I believe that here in America, and I can't really fully speak for other places, but I know here, we have this 24-hour news cycle that is incredibly detrimental to our health. And because we're constantly being made aware of these horrible tragedies that are happening around the world, but particularly domestically. Um, we're constantly living and existing in this sort of state of high emotional stimulation. And over this last week, particularly, it's been like crazy. We've got the mass shooting in Las Vegas, we've got 45 who showed up in Puerto Rico and showed his whole ass in terms of how he dealt with the citizens there and the crisis that they're in after that horrible, horrible storm that hit them and all the aftermath of what they're experiencing as a result of that. We've got just even some of the, like the Dove ad with everybody up in arms about how Dove sh- showed their ass. And with the ad recently of the black woman being implied that when she is clean, she turns into a white woman. I don't know what that was about. Um, and then you've got, I just heard today that Jamel Hill. Uh, The news anchor on ESPN, the sports anchor, I should say, on ESPN is on suspension for two weeks. They're saying that she violated ESPN is saying that she violated their social media rules around. I don't know. I guess they're saying that she was inciting the boycott of the NFL, which it sounds counterintuitive to me. Considering her job is to report on sports, it seems like she wouldn't be the one to sort of stop sports from happening every week but okay um so she's been suspended that's kind of nuts um just a lot is going on in the world and then on top of that we got our personal stuff so that's the stuff that like we're all kind of sharing in this the collective angst and turmoil that's happening but then there's like stuff that's going on at your job, stuff that's going on in your family, stuff that's going on in your relationships, stuff that's going on in your health, maybe stuff that's going on in your finances. So we have like our personal stuff on top of that. So we're already dealing with whatever's happening in our individual lives. And then we step out into the world, into a world that is full of other stuff that is triggering. And I'm just like, when does it stop? It's Like I said, the 24-hour news cycle is just unbearable. So what I want to share with you guys today are just some of the things that um, I like to keep in mind when it comes to protecting myself, right? Because there's a thin line between being informed and then being insane. And I want to know what's happening in the world. And I don't want to be ignorant. And I don't want to be... You know, and consider it in that I'm like, oh, it doesn't affect me personally, so I don't care. It's not, that's not how I feel. But I do have to protect my emotional space. I do have to, if I intend to be a part of the solution, I have to make sure that I have space in my heart, mind, and spirit to show up when it's time for me to show up and do the things that I believe I am called to do and actively being a part of the solution. Um, You know, and if that's hosting workshops or doing my online coaching or teaching my weekly movement and meditation class or speaking at other events on panels or as a keynote about, you know, emotional health and emotional intelligence and whatever that looks like for me to be a part of the solution, I have to make sure that I'm okay. And so I want to share with you guys today some of the things that I do around making sure that I'm okay. So a few of these I've shared before on my social media, because, again, these things are constantly happening. And so it's something that I make it a point to do is to share so that people have some information or some way around um, just handling this stuff so that they're not being inundated with all these information, all these stories without having some sort of outlet or some sort of information about how to maintain harmony in their lives in the midst of and in spite of all of these things. And so the first few you may have heard before, and then I've added a few more to the list. And so the first one is mindful isolation. You just want to disconnect from triggering interactions or other situations that might elicit the fight or flight response. And so one of the things that I do definitely in in line with this is um, I just I only watch the news like once a week. And typically I don't even watch the news. I'll read the news like in an actual print, like in a newspaper, because then you're really only getting what's sort of filtered to the top. You're not getting the up to the minute constant updates on everything you're getting. Just the things that really sort of rise to the top and are really solid things that we need to know about, need to be informed about and are really making the impact. Whereas all that other stuff is sometimes things that just sort of blow over in a few days and you get all emotionally aroused and then it's just over and you're on to the next thing. And it almost feels like we've gotten so comfortable or maybe not comfortable the word, but we've gotten so used to it. It's not comfortable. It's familiar to being in this heightened state of emotional stimulation that we almost look for things to to support us in staying there because that very steep and fast drop off from being really emotionally stimulated to just having nothing is also very traumatic. And so sometimes we find ourselves sort of trying to maintain this state of familiarity, even if it's not necessarily a healthy state of being. So I get my news From print sources, because by the time they write the story, edit the story, print the story, release it, you know, it's you've had a chance to calm down a little bit. The story itself has been sifted through so that you're not getting all the juicy details as they unfold and constantly being triggered and having your buttons pushed but you're just sort of getting this one lump sum of all the important highlight details of the situation and then you're able to digest it and do what you're going to do from there another way that i um disconnect from triggering interactions is I unfollow people on social media and it's funny because a friend of mine she's always like, "Girl, you are quick to unfollow." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, because again, I got to protect myself." So, you know, in the name of being informed, you in, you find yourself following, you know, certain news media outlets or certain blogs or just certain accounts even if they're like, you know, an individual who, you know, tends to lean Towards the side of being the informative space on social media where you can get the news headlines and whatever's going on, and if that's what you're interested in, you find yourself following multiple accounts that do that. But what's happening is these accounts are sharing the same thing, so you're again being triggered and triggered and triggered and triggered as you scroll through. One person's posting the headline, then another person's posting a picture, and then another person is posting a meme, and then. Another person is, you know, posting a video. And then as you're scrolling along, you're just constantly being hit, hit, hit over the head with these stories that are traumatizing, that are triggering, that are just overly stimulating in ways that don't allow you to come down out of that space and get grounded again. So. I limit myself to just a few. And if I find that at any given time, I'm following four or five accounts that are telling me the same story about whatever's going on, be it with natural disasters or, you know, the the, the war that I know is going to happen, unfortunately, between us and North Korea or whatever other things are going on. If I find myself following four or five people who are talking about those same things, I just pick one or two I just pick one or two. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't follow all y'all. Somebody gotta go because that rhetoric you know it's it's a lot it's heavy and it's a lot so um, another way that I engage in mindful isolation is I don't engage at all like you see these posts and you want to comment or you see a troll comment some crazy thing and you want to respond. Or you just want to be heard or you just want to vent or whatever that is. And so you start to engage and what happens is you attack, you attract a troll or somebody comes in and has to dispute you or whatever is going on. And that's the way social media works. And so I'm not saying that anyone's at fault for that. But what I'm saying is, if you know that it triggers you and you know that you're going to get sucked into this vortex of a comment war going back and forth with this person who really has no desire to hear what you have to say, they only want to be heard and they have no desire to know any any truth at least from your perspective of whatever the truth may be, and they just want, again, to speak their truth, then the conversations and the back and forth is very futile. But it doesn't stop you from being emotionally triggered by it, even if you know that the conversation itself is going nowhere. So just don't even engage. Just resist the urge to respond or comment on certain things that you know are going to keep you just tripping. So, another thing that I would recommend you do is to find a fun and safe way to discharge your energy. So, do some sort of physical activity. Um, I re- really, to be quite honest, I would recommend you find something that you can really get out some aggression. So, in the past, I've said, like, go for a run or, you know, something like that. But, like, now I'm in a space where I'm like, take a boxing class or a kickboxing class or some other sort of combat class. <laughs> Or you can punch on something, kick on something, pound on something like I am not opposed to I'm actually rooting for that sort of thing um, and promoting that sort of thing. Because at this point, it's going to require more than just burning some calories and breaking a sweat like you need to get it out and you need to do it in a safe way and in a controlled way. What you don't want to do is explode In real life, you know, at work or in a personal relationship because you've bottled up so much of that aggression, so much of that anger, so much of whatever other things we're feeling that you can't contain it. And one thing just takes you over the edge and you just lose it. So I would say find a physical way to discharge that energy, but specifically a physical way that allows you to express the aggression, something where you can pound, punch, kick whatever slam whatever you need to do to get that out and I'm laughing but I'm so serious because I'm thinking back to when I was taking Krav Maga and how I would feel when I had a chance to just punch the pads and elbow the pads and just do those things I would feel so much better And that was at a time when I was just doing it for fitness. I can't imagine with everything that's going on now, how it might feel for me to go in and be able to have the opportunity to just punch and pound on something and let out some of the steam that has been built up from everything that we're constantly being exposed to. The next thing I would say is seek support. If you find yourself unable to cope with everything, find maybe a trauma support group or a therapist or other professional resources that can assist you. Like, there's no shame in being like, you know what, this too (laughs) much. This is too much. There's no shame in just saying that and then seeking the support that you need that can equip you with tips, tools, and techniques for coping and managing and even just approaching some things. Because, again... There's the larger things that are happening collectively that we're seeing in the media, but then there's the stuff that's going on in our personal lives. And if you're dealing with microaggressions at work or, you know, whatever other things you may be experiencing in your day to day life, you need to find somewhere and someone where you can get information for how to manage and cope, or how to address difficult conversations. If it is, if there's a conversation that needs to be had, you may need to find support about how to how to do that. There's no shame in that. Definitely utilize the resources. There's forums online. You can reach out to me. I always give you guys my contact information at the end of the episode, and it's always in the show notes. Click on those emails. Click on those you know, links or whatever I'm putting in there, utilize, that's why I'm putting it out there. Like I want to be a resource for people to live their best lives. And that includes emotionally. I also say outside of professional support, community, your folks, your fam, your tribe, your crew, your squad, reach out to them, connect with the people that you have identified as your empathetic and open support system and work with them to process what you're feeling however i want to caution you on that contextualize the conversations you're having so if you are going to have this conversation with your friends my recommendation and something that i do with a friend of mine like he'll call me and he'll say okay i'm going to say three things about this topic and then we're moving on and i'm like cool so I can set myself up. I can get my mind ready. We're going to talk about this heavy topic for a couple of minutes, address these three points, boom, boom, boom. And then we're moving on. How's the family? How's whatever else is going on? And we're moving on to lighter topics that are engaging me in a new way and allowing me to come down again from these triggering sort of, you know, events that are happening that are constantly crossing my timeline or my newsfeed or my. You know my television or my radio or whatever um so give it a give those conversations, contextualize them, and give them a time limit limit definitely you wanna vent because again, you don't wanna find yourself bottling these things up. you definitely wanna vent and you definitely wanna get it out you wanna process you wanna do all of that, but give it a time limit ten minutes we're gonna talk about this, then we're moving on or three key points then we're moving on, or you know we can only have these kinds of conversations on Tuesdays, you know, or whatever. However, you need to put limits on that. You want to make sure that you're not a, you're not your relationships are not becoming a dumping ground for all of the negative emotions. You want to make sure that they remain a safe and comfortable space for you to go to and you don't want to feel like, "Oh god, you know, when somebody calls you, you're like, I don't want to answer cuz I know they're going to be talking that bullshit." You like, don't, you don't want that to be the case. Like you want to make sure that you Um, regard your relationships as a safe and sacred place that you can still go to for comfort. You don't want it to become an uncomfortable place. So I would recommend that. And then your well-being. I'm a huge advocate of the mind, body, spirit cycle or connection or circle. And you can't compartmentalize your life. And so if you're being traumatized emotionally, Um, There are ways that you can deal with your physical body that can combat that. And so we talked about the physical fitness or activity, but also like feed yourself well. Like you can't be consuming garbage emotionally with all of the, the traumatic things that are happening in the world, but then also consuming garbage nutritionally as well. Like feed yourself well, eat whole vegetables, clean foods, drink plenty of water, stay hydrated get good rest, avoid toxins. And so I know there's a temptation when we're struggling and feeling emotionally overwhelmed to want to maybe grab a drink and, you know, maybe that's fine, but you don't want to be getting drunk and, you know, and then, you know, kind of taking that route. You definitely want to make sure that you're just being aware of how you're treating your body. Because again, being emotionally overwhelmed in these types of situations, oftentimes it can be tempting To just, you know, eat the comfort foods or like I said, get drunk or maybe even high or whatever your vice may be. Might be feeling restless and so you might be not not resting well. So like making sure that you are very mindful of these things of how you're taking care of your body nutritionally and otherwise so that you're equipping yourself to be able to regenerate faster. So those are just sort of some of my tips around how to navigate this trigger-happy season that we're in. And again, I mean trigger-happy in the literal sense of, you know, actual gun violence and the stories that we're perpetually hearing about that. And then also just the emotional triggers of being constantly exposed to these stories about trauma happening all over the world in different forms, whether it be natural disasters The fires that are going on here in California right now, the things that are going on politically with the NFL protest, and just all these things that are happening that we're constantly being inundated with in terms of stories and, you know, what's going on. It's just so important that we protect our space. We can be woke. And we can also be. Well, we want to be both. We want to be woke, we want to be informed, we want to be all those things, but we also want to be well. We want to make sure that we are, again, taking care of ourselves so that when it comes time for us to step up and participate in being a part of the solution, that we are equipped and prepared to do that. If I'm worn down from battling people over social media about Dove body soap or about, you know, whatever 45 is saying about the NFL players and about all these other things, like they're relevant. I'm not saying they're not relevant. I'm not saying that there's no space to have conversations around these things. What I'm saying is we have to be mindful of how, just how in general, how we are engaging in these conversations. Don't allow yourself to be sucked in such that it drains you and that when we really need to show up, we don't have anything left. So those are my tips. I definitely want to hear from all of you. If you have any tips about how to just manage your wellness in these times where we're just exposed to so much stuff, share them with me. Send them to my email. Hello at joyhearts.com. You can comment on my social media as well. That is... At Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. You can also reach me through my website, joykmadison.com. There's all these ways you can reach me and I definitely want to hear from you. All the links to all of these things are in the show notes, in the show notes. So click there and again, share your thoughts. And if you have any tips for how you deal, how you manage, how you cope, how you approach different things, particularly if you have any conversational tips for how to approach difficult situations um, and how to have courageous conversations, then definitely share those. Because I think that that's certainly relevant when we're talking about, you know, people who are trolling us both online and in real life. And we need to just check them. You know, we need to check them. But how do we check them without creating an ongoing Battle and back and forth but just make it be clear let it be known that these are my boundaries and you've crossed them and you don't get to do that like how do we do that I want to hear from all of you about the ways in which you do that so thank you so much for listening protect yourself tune out if you need to unfollow if you need to whatever you need to do to find the balance that works for you between being informed and being insane And I hope that this list has been helpful. And until next week, cheers. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Real Matters of the Heart podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, all of the above across the different platforms. I'm on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Play Music. So make sure you tell a friend real matters of the heart is a place to come and be while you're still becoming so i want to build a community i want us to all connect which means you get to also engage with me online on social media across all platforms at joy hearts j-o-i-h-e-a-r-t-s hit me up in my email if you need guidance or support and you would like to know more about what i do I have online groups coming up the week of October 16th. It's my final group of the year. It's eight weeks. We're going to do some incredible work around defining your destiny to prepare for the new year. So if you're interested in getting some coaching and guidance in my online group, it's a beautiful community of people who are ready to level up. So you can find more information about that on my website. You can hit me up joykmadison.com all these links are in my show notes so i hope to hear from you all soon until next time cheers